South Africa is alive with possibilities. I mean, who would have imagined a former president in jail? A sitting president sleeping on cash, literally. A cabinet minister visiting a common prisoner in jail. Or even the post office operating, even when they have nothing to do. Can you confirm that delivery performances drop. Welcome to the new Sowetan Live podcast called Taking the Rams by the Horns with me, Rams Mabote. Each week, I will be taking a lighter look at very serious topics that half the time drive you up the wall. This podcast will use humor to take no prisoners, have no holy cows, and cook a whole lot of sacrificial lambs. My apologies for going AWOL on you. You know what holidays can do to us. If you missed me last Thursday and yesterday, trust me, the feeling is mutual. The past week should rank as one of the worst for Justice and Correctional Services Minister Ronald Lamola and his department. One minute they're dealing with fugitives, Facebook rapist and murderer Tabo Besta and his corpse snatcher, Accomplice Dr. Nandi Makutumana. I think it's Makutumana. I get it wrong, but I think it's Makutumana. And the very next, they learned that the Gupta brothers, those erstwhile champions of BEE in South Africa, just got yet another tender. Atul and Rajesh were not only released by the United Arab Emirates, but they were now living large, we are told, in Switzerland. The UAE turned down our request to have the champions of state capture extradited here. The minister was shocked. Good Friday was dead and buried for Lamola and his crew. But one thing is admirable, though. The minister and his department have not hidden their heads in the sand. They've been taking questions and responsibility for their mess. So with extradition, is what we are dealing with in the case of the, of the Gupta brothers and the Bushiri matter. You will remember that those have been charged in our courts. They must undergo trial in South Africa. So the difference with the best person, he has already been charged, trialed, and convicted, and escaped from prison. So when he has escaped and he goes to another country, it becomes a clear case of deportation back to South Africa to continue to serve his uh, prison sentence. We can then deal with the issue of escape and all those things when he is here. So that is there is no court process in Tanzania. So with the extradition one, <clears throat> there is a court process. Which is why I'm pleased to have in studio with me spokesman for the department, Crispin Piri, to take us through these recent events. Crispin, thank you very much for joining me, my brother. It's a great pleasure. You're the most famous man this week. There's nobody who doesn't know you. No, I know of someone who's more famous. Uh, is in Tanzania. <laughs> is he? Is that is that the is that the higher level delegation or the the people that they're going to fetch? Yeah, well, time will tell. <laughs> Has the high level delegation arrived though? Yes, the high level de high level delegation uh, led by our deputy commissioner for South African Police Services, uh, General Musikidi, did arrive in uh, Russia. 
uh, on Sunday, I believe. Yeah. And they have had engagements with their counterparts. We will be able to provide substantive updates to the country at large, hopefully tomorrow. How, 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 how high level is this high level? It's a de- led by a deputy the national commission. So why are you not so. there? Are you not high level? No, no. I'm a, I'm a, a ministry official, um, but a person responsible for administering the criminal justice system is someone like the deputy commissioner for police. So that's very high level, as well as uh, deputy director generals from the Department of Justice, as well as uh, correctional services and also the National Prosecuting Authority, international relations experts from there. So... Do you think they stopped over at Kilimanjaro maybe for They actually did stop over at Kilimanjaro because that's where they landed. Oh. And then they went to... Um, they walked they down from the mountain. from there to Arusha, which is... I mean, they, for a bit of exercise, you know, just walk down the mountain. At least it's not as hard as walking up the mountain. Yeah. Well, actually, maybe it's not Kilimanjaro. I think it's Nairobi where they would have landed and then shot ah, back to they missed Arusha. Out. I would have <laughs> advised them to do Kilimanjaro. And maybe they should have delayed the trip and do it during the, you know, the Not, uh, not on the taxpayers' funds, on, in their own time, but uh, <laughs> they are there on a special mission. And then, my brother, uh, Dubai happens. I mean, you, you're dealing with so much stuff, and then and then there's a note verbal that arrives from, from Dubai saying, ah, gone. We, we, these guys are gone. Yes. No, we have said that what we have uh, seen from our counterparts in the UAE is a dismal attempt at cooperation. And this is something that we intend to take up with them directly uh, during the course of this week or definitely by the end of this month. We want a high level, again, delegation uh, conversation with them, this time led by the minister as well as our director general. And we want to engage with their minister as well. Uh, but we can say already there has been a conversation like that that has happened. The Minister of Justice from the UAE did call our minister, uh, coincidentally, right after we had our press conference, where we explained to the nation what has happened. And uh, the two ministers did have a robust conversation about what has transpired here. And our minister was very emphatic that he's not received... So, so you're slowly removing the eggs on your faces. I mean, I think they threw a whole tray of eggs on your face. I wouldn't say it's egg on our face, but we're slowly trying to understand what informs this lack of cooperation. But you mean to tell me after all these two years, there was no confirmation that these guys were somewhere behind a cell or confined in a safe house somewhere, even if it was next to the beach or in a, on a golf course, you know? No, Ramsey, for extradition matters, the prize is not having someone in custody. For example, if you look at Malawi, where we have someone of interest there, his real name is Shipiliro Kama, but he's known here in South Africa as Shepard Bushir. Um, he goes to church, but when he's required in court, he actually appears. Yeah. So the high watermark of an extradition case is not the custody. It's ensuring that the extradition process itself happens. And that is why we had constantly seeked a reassurance. Firstly, that our documents are in order with the UAE. And they advised us to say, no, everything is all in order. All we are waiting is a court date. And we would follow up when exactly is the court hearing. And lo and behold, they had already had a court hearing. Which leads me to this question, were they even there? Yes, there is progress. There is good mutual relations between us and the UAE. And um, there is a continuous engagement between the two countries. And we are hopeful that the courts in the, that country will um, take a correct decision because we believe we have complied with the treaty between us and the UAE. Like, did we ascertain it? At the well, very least, take a picture. The court judgment there tells us that they were there because they appeared before them. 
So you can't have a person appearing before you in absentia and extradition matters. But like I say, in extradition matters, it's not like you're processing someone for criminal justice purposes. So there's no mugshot that's provided by the host country or the people who actually provide images are the requesting country because they have to confirm with the so-called host country that this is Rams Mabute, this is what he looks like. Then those authorities could say, yes, this is the individual that we have in custody. So, so, so. We're not even sure that we're talking to the other. The authorities themselves, I mean, it could have been the Guptas pretending to be the authorities. No, absolutely not. We know well, those guys are good, my brother. They've done things. They, they, they ran this country for a while. No, that we definitely know that it was the Guptas. Um, and that much, the Minister of Justice did confirm. He issued a statement at the time, you may recall, Ramsey, that there was a statement issued by the Minister I of Justice. I remember that statement. And also the Dubai police issued a statement saying we have these individuals in custody. So we definitely believe that the, they, were in, they were in custody and they were were processed. I mean, that's where we are now. We're not dealing with the question of whether they were in custody or not. We are dealing with the outcome of an extradition application, at least at this stage. We have assembled a team of prosecutors that are experienced in extradition and mutual legal assistance processes. We have assembled a team that is also made up of international law experts whose understanding and experience and expertise in international law and extradition is beyond reproach. So you can be rest assured as the nation that those responsible for state capture, those responsible for the alleged corruption will be held accountable. The immunity is not going to be a given at all. We're going to ensure that we bring them to South Africa alive and answer to the charges that will be preferred against them. Famous last words that I remember spoken by the NPA, you know, assuring us that these guys are going to be arrested. Man. To be honest, between you and I, and I can always switch off this part, the NPA threw you guys under the bus. Right? No, no. We have to ensure that fugitives of justice are pursued no matter under what rock they may find themselves in. And we have to reassure South Africans all the time that indeed people will be brought back to face justice. So that assurance is a commitment to the rule of law. If the minute we say we've given up and uh, these people are never, we're never going to pursue this case, then that is throwing the rule of law away. So I think the NPA were absolutely justified. And even today, they still maintain through the minister as well that we will pursue anyone in, in who commits an act of crime in South Africa, no matter where they are and bring them back to justice. Are you aware of the story making rounds now that actually Tabo Pesta and Nandi were on their way to Switzerland to meet the Guptas? I'm not aware of that story. And, uh, well, if that's the case, even if they were in Switzerland, we would be able to extradite them because we do have an extradition treaty with the European Union. But so, because you know it's not wrong as a, face, as a matter of fact. I can't vouch for it. Uh, you never know. There's also rumors that uh, someone, one of these high-powered people may have been your friends in Hyde Park. So you never know. Uh, yeah, there are many stories that do the rounds. What, what then now with the Guptas? What's the next move? We have, going, we, like I said, we have said we are going to be engaging our counterparts in the UAE during the course of this week and the month. But and you're be sending a high-level delegation to Zurich. I mean, they're now in Switzerland. I mean, we don't know that for sure. That is just a report that has not been attributed to anybody. And we need an assurance from the UAE authorities. And we need to obtain information from them as to whether they have left the country. They are able to track their border control records. So they'll be able to confirm to us that indeed these individuals have left the country on a particular day or not. But so, I suppose it would be actually, anyway... Pointless to go to Zurich now. The snow is gone. You probably want to go there in the winter where it's more picturesque. We can't speak for the preferences of uh, 
fugitives. <laughs> okay, is there could is there possibility? In maybe you know. I think personally, I'll tell you. I think we we have not done well with these two. They have not done well for our PR as a country. Could it save our our face if we perhaps sold the movie rights to Spielberg, and and you no know, started to look good, creating a great movie about these two incidents? No, pursuing the rule of law is not a PR exercise at all, and. It, so it's not. I hear you. I think there is a great deal of disappointment because those are very important cases in the life of the nation, uh, especially when we say we are rebuilding this country and we want to ensure that the rule of law applies, and we are reconstructing our law enforcement institutions. So we want these institutions to be credible and to be seen to be capable. This does, in a way, blight that approach. So I think we can take that but it doesn't at all blight our commitment to ensuring that it will happen. And it's not unnatural or it's not uncommon for there to be setbacks in extradition matters. You would recall a case that is actually a movie or movie definitely on its own in the UK involving a gentleman by the name of, um, not Edwin Snowden, but uh, his name is... Edward Snowden. Not, not Edward Snowden. Not Snowden. Okay. Julian Assange. Assange, yes, Julian yes. Assange was successfully extradited by the UK and then somehow ended up in the Ecuadorian embassy for the next seven years. Yeah. So this tells you that uh, extradition cases, by their nature, are very complex. They are not cut and dry. But we have experience in extraditing people from other countries. We were able to extradite Srin Diwani from the United Kingdom to South Africa. He faced his case and was acquitted. Um, and, and we've been extraditing many other people to many other parts of the world on behalf of other states as well. And those have not been entirely smooth. People exercise their rights through the criminal justice system. They are able to go and appeal um, a particular hearing. And, and they, they then say that, you know, maybe this extradition was not competent by country X. And we process that through our criminal justice system or rather through our court system. So, yeah, generally, Ramsey. Uh, extraditions are not like going to the house next door, tapping the guy on the shoulder and say, come, let's go back. It is a laborious process. It is tedious and it can become protracted. And it can take longer when the guys are trial applied. I mean, these guys, they and don't it take, can take seriously. It right? can take longer when, when you receive poor levels of cooperation. So I'm, gonna, I'm running out of time and I, I need to ask you a personal question here. Are you, are you, are you sure you're putting enough time at work? I mean, are you working hard? I'm at work every day, even on holidays, even on Good Friday. I'm if, at if work. If that is the case, Crispin, I'm at why, work now. why are you not the spokesman of the entire government? I mean, you're doing it so well. They should make you the entire governmental spokesperson. No, thank you. I think I have my hands very full as it is, and I think uh, this is this is the role that I've been given, and I'll try my best to ensure that we inform South Africans um, about what's happening in our space in a frank manner and in a forthright manner. And then and in a manner which shows that we are embarking on these processes with the integrity that's required. For the record, this is the first time I'm smiling at a spin, Doctor. You've done very well. Thank you, Kristen Peer. Thank you. Spokesman of the Department of Correctional Services and Justice. High level or not, some jobs are hard. <laughs> now that we're back to normal, catch you on Thursday again for another episode of Taking the Rams by the Horns. Remember to download the brand new My Sowetin app and subscribe to this podcast. Also, follow us on Twitter at Rams by the Horns and at Sowetin Live. From me, Rams Mabote, goodbye and God bless.